Hey guys, before we start out here, I want to say if you like the content we do, please consider giving to our Patreon. The extra money helps us buy new books to try out on the podcast, go to cons to meet lovely people like you folks, and try new things you might enjoy in the podcast. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Tom Bransfield, Thomas Seymour Turner, Nate T, Case, Nathan Aldana, Matthew Prohl, Gregory Larson, Dr. Gerd Hauser, Ethan Ferguson, and David Millar. Thanks for helping these old criminals on one last heist. Yep. And actually, <laughs> as you're there, work. near the end where you're f- finished putting people in the corner, they're, they're, of course, politely following the orders because you have a gun. Mm-hmm. From the other car, you hear a strange sound. Like something turning faster and faster and faster. Hmm. Hey, uh... Hey Dante, what's what's not a goose and what's not a gander? I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a duck. (laughs) (laughs) And you see a tide of shots going from the the car in front of you towards towards you guys, and just it seems to be spraying wildly. So you see the young. Obviously, Hispanic woman. Uh, the woman is herself is in a uh, basically what looks like uh, slacks, uh, nice uh, shirt with a cowboy hat, and she looks at you. Come in. She turns around. She's actually behind the bar. She turns around and goes to a door behind the bar and goes inside. Uh, yeah, I follow her. Uh, and also, can can we uh, agree that this woman is played by uh, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Is that she is now? <laughs> is that fine? Okay. Yep, that's fine. Danny, you sorry, uh, Dante, are you also following? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's okay. he's he's picked up a random um like a bar towel from somewhere and it's just mm-hmm. like wiping his bloody nose on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise slumbers behind. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, she leads you to a a fairly medium sized room, a back office with a nice uh, wooden desk. In the center, around you, you see what looks like a couple of books, uh, what looks like the head of a very large deer. She sits behind the desk in a nice chair. So what do you want? Well, um, my associate and I uh, would like to inquire as to, uh, look, there's a train going by here mm-hmm. in a little while yonder and we would like to have some information about it there's a lot of trains going through the west my friend alright let me put it this way say some two crazy some bitches walk into your bar the toughest bar in the entire west and those two crazy sons of bitches ain't gonna leave until they do some crazy son bitch stuff here at, I repeat, the toughest bar in the West. And they rock em, sock em, fist a flying their way to get your attention. And what do you think two men so crazy so desperate so devil may care what train do you think they're asking about 
my guess, the one that Red Jack is on, correct? That's right. Give the lady a prize. <laughs> Lucky for you. I don't know how you found out that Los Cuerpos did some jobs for them. But it's fine. Now, the question is why exactly I would tell you anything for someone that is a business partner of mine. We have uh, acquired many things for them and put it on the train. Why would we betray our trust with Red Jack? The Los Cuerpos are not snitches. No. No, 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 ma'am. I do not believe that you are snitches. But I do believe that the Los Cuerpos have never cheated in a fair game of poker. And I believe the Los Cuerpos and yourself, especially yourself, believe in a fair game. Now, my friend here anteed up his body, came out on top. Uh, mm -hmm. Ish. So we're not asking for uh, anything unfair. We're just asking to sit down at the next table and let the cards fall where they may. Hmm. Out of character. So you're asking for an actual poker game? No, I'm asking. No, I'm, he's okay. he's framing it as poker, mm -hmm. and the next game is robbing the train. Okay, he's not. Okay. He's not okay. asking. I just, I just, I just, I just want to be 100 percent sure. No problem. Okay. He he looks at her. I'm asking for information to rob the train. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's I mean, it. I was like, that's but, it. But I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he talking uh, you about? You know, I, I felt like I was st like I was starting to lose the metaphor yeah. there, and then it was coming back. Yeah, uh, yes. Long story. That one, yeah, yeah, it was a little. Yeah. It's a little much. It's a little much. Okay, you know what? Okay. I've been doing a correspondence course with pair uh, with uh, poetry uh, in oh, my off oh, time. Yeah, that's oh, why. Yeah, okay, so. okay, okay. Anyways, okay. we want to rob the train, but we don't want to step on your uh, pretty painted mm -hmm. toes. Well, you're lucky. Because Red Jack has not been on time with some of his uh, payments, especially after the last shipment. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have a lot of messages with my team on the other side of the country, but they literally something on the train. And it's coming this way. Something from some inventor or something. I don't know. And Red Jack has been very stingy lately with giving us the money for our silence. So I am a no obligation to keep it secret. However, I do know that on a train, besides whatever he wanted, there's many other objects Los Cuerpos could want. Valuable things, the usual, you know, money, perhaps some precious items. Grab a few along the way, and we'll call ourselves even. Hmm? Well, sure. I mean, we're gonna be there anyways. It's like, you know, picking up some groceries for a friendly neighbor. <laughs> okay. The train will pass by here, at least five miles away, two days from now. That's when you are most best bet to catch up to it. It will be moving, so I suggest you perhaps get some good horses. Hmm? Oh, no worries. I got that taken care of. Good. And she marks on, she tells you basically the exact location where on the train tracks to go. 
I wish you luck. Don't die. Red Jack is, well, after what happened to his wife. Oof. That would drive any man crazy. Sure would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure would lead a man to lead a desperate life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a way to solve that, right? Revenge. Sweet, sweet revenge. She smiles. See you later. Adios, senorita. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> and we walk out. Yep. Quickly, but not yep. without dignity. Okay. It was a dignity shuffle. Mm-hmm. Dignity, 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 out the door. Run, sprint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. And you're out. So, next up is the planning stage. What is your guy's plan? Dan, you're the lead on this. Oh, crap. As you know that at some point in a wide open plain, as is like in any good Western, a train's going to pass by that you need to hijack. Or maybe just rob. Who knows? Right, right. I mean, I've got a couple of horses back at the circus that are trained. Frankly, they're smarter than most men I know. Um, So, first step would be get a hold of our horses. Um... After that, we know where the train's going to come through, right? So we'd be looking for the nearest uh, the nearest point where our path crosses theirs. Pretty much after that, it's just get on the train and start shooting, as far as, as far as most of my plan goes. Do we need to shoot, or are we going to try to be quiet about it? I mean, we can try. But if we're trying to be quiet about it, I'm going to have to send you up ahead. I ain't been quiet in two decades. All right. How do we get on the train? Caboose? On the top? Under the carriage? Um, I guess, like, <laughs> Dan, what would you like to see in a movie? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm getting in from the, you know, from the back of the train. That's where I left that a nice little platform. Unless you see that or jump on top of it. But frankly... I kind of like just, uh, you know, coming up to the back of it, getting on that little, you know, platform that's always at the back of the trains and uh, and making our way through to wherever the heck things are. All right. That's the plan. Before we start out, what do your, over the next two days, what does your preparations look like? Karate. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Different game. (laughs) I mean, I'm guessing basically getting Obadiah used to, uh, used to the horses. Uh, for the most part. I mean, it's the Wild West. Everybody knows how to ride, but these are like, you know, trained uh, trick ponies. Uh, so, it's as much getting... It's more of like getting Obadiah to, like, get out of the way and stop trying to lead the horses. They they know better. <laughs> they know what they need to do. So, at least that's, that's, that's the majority of it on Dante's part. Obadiah? Obadiah is mainly checking their loadout. Um, he's focusing on uh, what kind of, you know, like sidearms they're going to have, pistols, six shooters. Obadiah himself likes a, uh, likes a uh, semi-automatic they use in the military. So, yeah, that's what Obadiah is going over is mostly their firearms, um, what they're going to bring with them. Um and he's sneaking in some extra stuff he didn't mention with Dante, uh, like a length of rope or um, women's clothes, things that, you know, that could be contingency plans in case things go completely belly up. Oh, 
and a stick of dynamite each. Then, two days later, around 5 a.m., the sun is slowly starting to rise, and you see first a small billow of smoke, and then a small black dot that turns into a train. The camera shifts to the front of the train, chugging along. And it slowly turns to the side. And you see two dots far in the distance, sort of hazy as the sun plays across the sandy dunes. And what do they see as the camera zooms on those two figures? It kind of zooms around the figures, you know, around uh, and, and comes up behind the two, the cloud of dust that the two are, are leaving behind. And as it kind of goes forward through uh, through the dust and comes up, it comes up behind uh, a pair of very uh, uh, large white horses, just pure white. These are show horses. These are meant to, to stand out and show off. And, uh, and the, upon these two white horses, uh, arrayed with, you know, very comfortable uh, um, saddles, which have a, a lot of... Uh, dangly bits and spangles and uh, and little clangy bits. Uh, again, those are, those are reason Dante was like, yeah, sure, you want to do stealth, uh, good luck with that. Um, he is he is a showman, and therefore not neither he nor anything that he comes up with is very much built for stealth. Uh, and so on these very showy show horses are a pair of riders. One, of course, being Dante himself, uh, who uh, is almost standing in the stirrups, uh, leaning forward, his eyes on the prize, those uh, those train tracks off in the distance, um, dressed in the, the least colorful and offensive uh, um, cowboy outfit that he had as part of his selection at the circus, uh, which means it's still plenty white, and there are some, some, some red and blue stripes here and there. Um, it's it's a little dusty by this point, and definitely uh, you know at least ten years old. Uh, so not blinding white, but you know it's it's it doesn't exactly scream subtle either. So horse wise, because my partner is a horse person, we are most likely riding our <clears throat> white Arabian horses. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you can look them up. They are the, the pranciest of prancing ponies. The person on the horse next to Dante astride a brilliant white Arabian horse is dressed in all black. A black leather duster, a black button-down shirt, black corduroy pants, and black boots. On his hands are black leather gloves, and on his head is a black 10-gallon hat. But around his neck is a silver bola. And he nods grimly to his friend. A, uh, Dante. Yeah. If anything goes south here... You got anybody you want me to contact? Well, nah. Wouldn't want her to get the good news. <laughs> you got anybody you want me to kill? Nah. Let me guess. She's not worth it. I mean, more like, you know, I'm hoping she'll have a long and 
painful life. Hmm. That's what I've always liked about you, Dante. You see the bigger picture. Horrible, cruel, bigger picture. Oh, yeah, now she's going to get old. She's going to hate it. Oh, she's going to hate it. Uh, I wish I could watch that first wrinkle show up in the mirror. <laughs> well, I never knew you had a daughter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dante and Obadiah Stone, you guys are racing towards the back of the train. How are you planning to get on? I believe the plan is, in general, we have we have horses. We ride those horses right towards the back mm-hmm, of the train, mm-hmm. and as soon as we get close enough to do to do a big heroic jump from the horses to the train, we proceed to do said <laughs> heroic jump. Yeah. At which point, my plan pretty much ends. After that, it's we pretty much improvise it. And honestly, because yeah. you're the horses expert, and I don't want to, I don't think you need to roll to basically both of you dramatically jump on the train. You do so as basically you both jump off the train onto the caboose. The two horses expertly because they're trained horses. Go off to the side and run, run away. And you, as you, as you turn back to the horses, to tur- the horses, of course, get on their hind leg and start doing a dance exactly. for the non-existent as, audience. As, as they've, as they've been trained. To do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good horses, yeah. Brent. And you guys are at the back of the caboose. The door is in front of you, and you don't know what's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So we are we are in the back of the caboose. We, so we arrive. You know, yeah. we, we jump off the horses. Yes. I'm pretty sure uh, Dante probably has to, uh, uh, you know, help Obadiah at the last second a little oh, bit. Just yeah. a bit. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I I I dive, and only the top part of my torso catches onto the caboose, and my spurred shoes are like dangling over the quickly whipping by train tracks as the locomotive speeds down its. Uh, its uh, path. Yeah, Dante reaches down one big hand, helps his compatriot back up. It's like you're supposed to have done a double flip on the way there. Why would I do that? For the... Oh, you know what? You're right, actually. <laughs> so that that triple Lutz that I did was, was wholly unnecessary. I mean, I kind of saw it. It was pretty nice, but, you know, no. I almost died while you were doing it. So, hey, you know what? We that's, did it. That's fair. Fair. We're here. But anyway, here we are. Here we We're are. All right. Here. So good for us. Yeah. So, so you're still on the outside. You're in that little, uh, that little back gate that leads yeah, yeah. right into the door, which you just need to open. All right. So quiet as you please. Mm-hmm. We gotta go through this place. Now we don't know what kind of resistance we're gonna find. Red Jack has an interest in whatever cargo is on this train. So, the less we can raise an alarm, the better. All right? Correct. All right, then. And puts a, puts a hand on his gun, but doesn't unholster it. It's just as close as he gets to stealth and subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and starts reaching for the door. Why don't I go first? You know, so you can make a showy entrance if anything goes uh, astray. Yeah, that's a hell of a plan right there. Hell of a plan. All right. The, the plan is literally, let me walk in front of you. That's 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 as far as we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk in front of Dan. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go and through the door and act all nonchalant? Yeah. Now, is this a storage-only train or is this a passenger train as well 
you can't tell. All the doors, all the windows were blacked out. Going to go ahead and say if it is a passenger train, it's not premium. It's more (laughs) of the JetBlue or Spirit (laughs) Airlines of (laughs) passenger trains. All right. No, I'm going to sneak through. (laughs) Sneaky sneak. Okay. Give me a roll. Give me a quick roll. So that's 2d10. It's just, just going to be straight 2d10. Uh, and I've got a plus two here on my character sheet for my stats, for my abilities. It's just, pl- I- it's just your regular two. Oh, plus so two? plus two is just 2d10. Just 2d10, yep. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, I got a four and a ten. Four and a ten? Yeah. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, Am I looking second. for lower or high in this game? You want high. high. Oh, okay, cool. And the fact you get a 10 is very impressive because I got a 9. I was hoping for the best, but no. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. All right, yeah. So you go sneaking through the door. And as you're going in, it is actually the, la- the end part is just a storage. You see just random boxes that looks like just random equipment. Nothing that looks weaponry-y. Mm-hmm. But you, what you do see is one person that looks obviously like some sort of guard. Or he should be. Apparently this guy, as he's leaning against the door, leaning against the right next to the door... It's a really light, a really heavy sleeper. As he's leaning against it, his hat is actually tipped over his eyes, and he's snoring a little bit. Uh, so, um, hey Dante, maybe we should mm-hmm. probably ask this sleeping beauty a few questions. Good plan. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming we have. I'm assuming we have some some, some kind of rope. I mean, you're riding horses. You, I you mean, and my character digs into his bag. And pulls out the pulls out some rope that he brought. Actually, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. thought it'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna say you do so. Like he's he's asleep. Yeah. There's no way he can resist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Dante is kind of like steps up behind him, casually puts one big hand over the dude's mouth, <laughs> and he's going, <laughs> yeah, and then just holds him so to keep the screaming from happening mm-hmm. while uh, while Obadiah ties him up. All right. Is it what what what? what? Yeah, then there's a gun to his face. He shuts up. You want to be real. He shuts up. You want to be real quiet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we also have bandanas over our faces, Mm -hmm. making us untraceable. (laughs) All right, Philip. Look, we don't want to kill you. Mm -hmm. Which is why, as long as you answer our questions, we won't. But if you don't answer our questions, we also won't. Because we'll use what's left of the rope we tied you up with, string you off the back, and the train, and the tracks, and excruciating time will kill you. Okay? Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Great, okay. great. We're looking for some weapons on this train. Hmm? Coming from some fancy pants inventor on the other side of the country. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 And other valuables. But let's start with the weapons and move our way from there. Are there weapons on this train to the best of your knowledge? I heard there were weapons. I, I'm I'm low on the totem pole, so I'm not exactly 
Sure, but I, I assume it's uh, it's up ahead in the near uh, near the the the. He's he's not thinking clearly. The, where the where, where it chugs the thing that pushes us My forward. My compatriot, would you please open the back door? We're about to uh, load Latin load about uh, one hundred forty pounds. No, wait, no. You said you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't string me. Yep. Uh, well, I said if I was happy with your answer. Now, uh, is that it? It's there are some weapons, maybe. What would stop us from getting to those weapons? As I take him, I start dragging him towards the back door. What, what, yeah, Dante's holding the door open. My fellows, my fellows, uh, uh, there's other people on the train. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, they. Uh, I need uh, uh, how many? Do you, do you have a lot of friends or just a few? Well, uh, uh fine, fine. Uh, there's a, uh, up ahead. There's a, a few with the, with the passengers, and then up ahead, there's a dire. Uh, there's the the front front end. Uh, oh, and the front the two near the chuggy chuggy is uh is owned by a uh, red, uh, red jack. All of his men are there. Right. Okay. Pa- he stops. Passengers. Yeah. Who would pay to be on a passenger train with the windows blacked out? People who like their privacy. All right. Passengers. And uh, some. Uh, People at the chuggy chuggy up the front. I assume you mean the engine. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it's called. Yes. Is Red Jack on this train? Y- yes. With Red Jack. All right. You know, you're lucky. I rather like this rope, and I pistol whip him over the head to knock him out, and he's knocked out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Then we. Make sure he's gagged and, and properly bound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all right. All right. So that's complicated. Looks like good old Mr. Jack is actually on this locomotive. I was kind of expecting that, honestly. My luck. Yeah. Well, seems like we got some people, some, uh, some pedestrians and passenger cars, but. If they're individuals that lack their privacy so much that they would ride in this sort of uh, transport, most likely they are the high-paying type. True, true. So, um... Unless, unless, mm-hmm. rather than being the the high-paying travel and luxury and comfort and privacy, maybe they're the low-paying criminal scum, just really care about the privacy, put me in a box kind. So there's there's that possibility, too, that we might just have several cars of just, you know, wooden floors and ornery, angry criminals. Right. 50-50 chance. Tell you what, let us walk through these uh, compartments of passengers, assess the valuable nature of their uh of their wealth mm-hmm. and then once we have arrived at the end of those compartments we can ascertain as to whether or not we should turn around and propose a business uh proposition that is they give us their valuables worse for me all right uh look casual i suppose Oh boy, I'll go first. Question: yep. Do you have mm-hmm. to still have your mask on? Are yep. You going to the next one. Okay. Uh, so, so well, far, I'm gonna yeah. 
poke my head in. Mm-hmm. I like both of the suggestions. So one to five, the rich yep. and powerful. Mm-hmm. Six to ten, the dirty and grimy. All right. Hmm. Okay. You pop your head in as you open the door. You hear the sound of a violin. And inside you see a small uh, a passenger car but not full of seats like you would expect. There's the seats are very spare. You see people you see some nice tables of people sitting around them having some nice dinner. There's a uh, a maid going around with like a plate of what looks like glasses and a couple of and some food. And you see uh, random people just laughing the the party life away in that particular car. You actually see a very well very uh welded onto the ceiling chandelier. I creak open the door, look at that, creak the door closed, and turn around wide-eyed towards Dante. You would not believe this shit. Look at this! And I crack the door open for Dante. Holy hell. Alright then. I don't... Um, Jesus, did I see any guards or obviously armed men? Uh, you do see one or two obviously armed men. All right. Ooh, I got a good idea. No, I don't. I got an idea, which for me is probably <laughs> a bad idea for most people. Uh, hey, uh, you're a thespian, right? More of an actor? Uh, I've been known to dabble on the stage, yes. Good. Put on this hat. I'm going to grab the hat from the fella that we knocked out. Put this on your head. Stick your head out. Beckon one of them yonder uh, men with weapons into here. Try to get him in here. Worth a shot. Yeah, he does it. He puts the hat on. It's a little bit ill-fitting, but he you know, t- tips it forward so it kind of you know, the brim hides his face a little bit. And then uh, creaks the door open peeks out, so only his uh, sort of jawline is, is visible beneath the, the hat. And then one big beefy arm just kind of like motions in the direction of where the uh, security guards, for lack of a better term, are. I'm going to need you to give me a good roll. Okay. So is this still my seat, and do I still get a plus one You still die? get the plus one, so it'll be three for you. Dope. Alright, let us roll these three. Fancy-ass metal dice and see what they say. Oof, metal dice. So expensive. So heavy. Uh, that is an 8, a 7, and a 6. I got a 9. And you see the guy look at you. And he's about to step forward and he pauses. And he slowly steps back. And you see him slowly stepping back towards the other side of the car. Hmm. Well, what's he doing? Uh, well, he's doing the opposite of what we want, so I think that didn't go well. Maybe the fact that my arm is about twice as thick as the other guy's arm might have tipped him off. Man. Well, I guess we tried it pull out, like. Yep, that we did. That we did. All right, well, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, finish your grand entrance? Yep, he <laughs> kind of tapes the hat down, uh, puts a, a hand on his gun, and goes, oh, here it goes, yeah, on with the show. And just <laughs> kicks the door open, flings the hat out into the uh, into the group, 
upholster, unholsters his gun and shoots in the general direction of the security guards. Like, this is a stick up. You hear scream. You hear high pitched screams. He's like, ah! And you see, he goes, like, what, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> the violin player, unperturbed, not their first, not, not, <laughs> not their, their first, first. holdup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And since I guess you're starting this particular round, uh, Dan, I need you to roll against me. Yep, here we go. Yep. Oh, all right. I mean, I got a 10, a 6, and a 7, but... Thanks, you succeed, so that takes one from the completion. As you see a couple... You see beyond the one or two obvious guards, you see one or two that were actually sitting down, that were actually dressed like uh, the rest of the high, fancy pants peoples around, that get their mm-hmm. start going ready, but they keep getting bumped into by random civilians just bumping them, screaming, panicking like the fools that they are. And now they've been tagged. And they now they've been tagged. He's like, what the f-? All right. Obadiah. Uh, <clears throat> Obadiah is drawing his uh, pistol, uh, his pistol as well, and is just covering behind Dante, uh, just sweeping the gun from left to right, making sure the people stay seated. Sit down, please. Sit down, please. Stay seated, please. No, continue your poker game. Please, no. That glass of port still needs to be drunk, sir. There's no reason to not do that. Everybody stay calm. Give me a mean roll. That is a four and a four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you do, you try your best to basically just try to calm people down, just have them to sit down, because you're the guy with the gun. Obviously, they're going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to listen more to the bigger guy on the other side saying, Get the hell down! As everyone falls down, he starts shooting at you. Oh, that's unfortunate. All right. And he starts shooting at you. One sec. I want to check the rules for this before I continue. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says here in the rules that you just automatically die. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just so you guys know, because I keep forgot this. Remember, you have anecdotes. So if you fail a roll, you can attempt... To re-roll. As you see in the page there, you can uh, establish a legend or piece of two legends, one or two legends or a piece of equipment to help you re-roll with a plus one. That will help you in this okay. particular scene if you want to do it or if you want to hold off on it. It's up to you. Yeah, let's hold off. Let's see what okay, happens with the know. gunfire. Okay, yeah. It's a western. Let's start shooting some guns. Okay, cool. Just so you're aware because I mm-hmm. forgot it this previous round so I'm not going to do that. So, just so you know... After each round, which means every time you two go and the scene continues, I increase the danger to pool by plus two. All right. In which case, I definitely want to hold off. Okay. Because I want to hold off because Dan is rolling more dice. So I think mm-hmm. that he has a higher chance of succeeding if I manage to minimize the danger dice. Okay. So okay. how are you planning to hold them off? You said that there was a chandelier. Yeah. Uh, uh, soldered to the top of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot right through the um, the center of it to make it crash down in between us and the guys and the uh, and the 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 soldiers. Uh, Give me a the, quick roll. Guard people. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Just tell me what you roll. Uh, I got nine and a one. You got a nine and a one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what's happening. First off, you rolled a one. Whenever you roll a one, mm-hmm. that adds an additional one plus one to my danger pool. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> Additionally, I rolled two tens. Okay. Tens don't count to- against you. 
Mm-hmm. However, the tens do reduce your stamina. As you as you're aiming at the chandelier, a shot from uh, the guard, the big guy in the back that's screaming, hits you in the shoulder. Okay. And you said you rolled a nine. Mm-hmm. I also rolled a nine. Okay. It's a draw. And with a draw, there's a special thing. One second, let me get it over here. If you and the GM both have the same, both have the same highest dice, you and your opposition are evenly matched, at least for now. As the conflict hangs in the balance, choose one of the following. You can either A, do something stupid, set the GM's highest dice to one, and add a dice to the danger pool, or B, get your... Oh, okay, three things. Or you could get yourself hurt, set the GM's dice highest dice to ten, you lose a point of stamina... But the dice is removed from the roll. I think you're already at two stamina, so if you take one more, you're out. Or you can just choose to back away and and just lose the conflict. I'm going to have to do that. So my character gets shot and uh, dives down behind uh, some people. (laughs) Yeah, then you just you choose to back away from the conflict. You you attempt to uh, you're you're about to, but you get shot in the shoulder and you get pushed back. Okay. All right. So now against Dan, I'm rolling seven. Dan, what are you doing? Uh, all right, yeah, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm going to try and hold them off as well because we need to lower that pool. We need to, uh, you know, soft, soften them up before we can take them out. Uh, so, and just be, and, and just so you know, this seems to be going bad because the dice is against you. But just so you know, if this scene goes bad, you mm-hmm. can pull out and have an additional scene later on. It'll be a little bit more difficult, but maybe things will be more sway in your way. That's okay. always an option mm-hmm. in this game. Yep. Okay. Yep. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, so uh, basically uh, Dante uh, sees that Obadiah gets, you know, winged in the shoulder and he's all like, get back, get back, regroup, get him out on the side, I'll hold him off. And he kicks, uh, he kicks uh, one of the tables that was there, uh, basically onto its side Mm -hmm. uh, with a mighty kick, because I'm assuming these tables are probably bolted to the floor Mm -hmm. because it's a fucking train. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely trying to make do the kick. Let's see how the roll goes. Uh, so he can because we can have some kind of barrier mm-hmm. between the people shooting at them. And, yeah. Now yeah. remember, you can you have you can spend a grit point to mm-hmm. give you plus three dice. Yes, that has to be spent before I make the roll. Before you make the roll. Gotcha. Well, in that case, I am doing exactly that. So uh, yeah, so in that case, that would have me rolling at six dice versus my seven. So I have three versus. Yep. yep. All right. Let's do this. Alright, well, I've got one ten. Ooh, two oh. tens. Two sixes, a seven, and a four. <sighs> okay, well. Seven. Okay, the highest I've rolled is a seven. So that means that you bring down the danger pool by two. I, You can, if you choose, because you only got two, you can have uh, David give you an anecdote. Which will give him a, an additional grit, and additionally, you'll be able to. I'm going to say you're able to reroll any of your failed dice with the additional plus one for this particular one, if you want to attempt that to further increase the I danger mean, pool. If Dave wants to come up with an anecdote, I'll take it. Sure. What are you trying to do? What's your What's your action? I'm holding off, so I'm trying to just lower their danger pool, basically providing cover for us to actually work from. So you're oh, so you're like tossing. Oh, right, you kicked over a table mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, like I'm that. kicking over a table and basically creating a barrier that behind that's like, okay, we can catch our breath. You know, they're less dangerous. We can take them out. Yeah. So I come up with an anecdote as to why what he's doing is especially effective. 
Yes, correct? but is it, it going to be a legend? Yes, but is it going to be a legend? Is it a piece of equipment he has, or is it a legend of something from his past that shows why he's a badass and what he's doing right now? I think it's a legend. Dan's character kicks over a table and starts, you know, pushing his weight against it. Bullets start flying and uh, causing holes to open up in the walls and the floor around him. And as uh, as Dan's character is pushing against this table, the camera seems to fall through the table and then rotate right side up into sepia tone, the Wild West. And it says two years ago and, you know, cheesy Wild West fun. And uh, Dan's character is hunkered down next to a uh, slat wooded uh, saloon in a alleyway that faces off into the main thoroughfare of a dirt road. And he is in the same position, shoulder up against a wall, gun in his right hand, and bullets flying everywhere. And uh, he whistles uh, through his teeth, and a horse starts galloping from the other side of the the thoroughfare, the, the main road, to him. And there is the discharge of a rifle, and his horse topples to the ground. And Dan's eyes go wide. And without thinking, he sprints to the horse in the middle of no man's land. He has no cover whatsoever. The high noon sun is beating down, and he goes to his horse, dives on top of it, and immediately pulls out some, uh, uh, you know, pulls out some pliers or something to try to pull the, the bullet out of his horse while whispering to it the entire time. Bullets are still whizzing around him. There are people firing towards lawmen. Lawmen are firing back. It's a botched job. And one of the lawmen comes running up the same rifle, the same bolt action rifle that shot his horse, and he reloads it and puts it towards Dan about 20 feet away. And Dan turns around just in time to reach for his gun. But the lawman gets his shot off first, easily. And it plugs a shot into Dan's shoulder and, uh, excuse me, into Dante's shoulder. And Dante, without even flinching, just a huge chunk of his arm, of his shoulder flies backwards. And he just shoots the lawman dead and it freeze frames. And it says, Dante, tougher than a horse. And the, the camera uh, rotates back through the floor, back up into right side non-sepia tone current day, where Dan is pushed up, uh, Dante is pushed up against the uh, table that he just kicked over. And you can hear the sound of a thunk as a bullet lands into his bad shoulder that he got shot in by the lawman. Uh, he doesn't even flinch as we see from the viewpoint of the security guard, uh, the guard, shoots three times going from right to left and sees that the two shots beforehand just go into nothingness and the third one just thunk and he just looks quizzically at it like is he dead so dan you can go ahead and re-roll any of your failed dice and add additional plus one die and ho you're hoping for eight nine or ten to further decrease that danger die okay yeah that's oh hell yes uh so another ten. Oh. Nine. jesus and then a seven, a six, and a four. The danger pool is now three. But start of a new round, danger pool goes up to, back up to five. But it could have been much worse. So start of the round. How are you getting through the situation? You see this guy still trying to plug away at all of you guys. Uh, and uh, one or two other uh, 
basically guards trying to shoot at you, and random civilians just screaming and basically being useless as, you know, they are. Um, does spending grit take my action? No. Okay. In which case, I would like to spend grit, and then I would like to push forward that. Got a seven and a two. All right. I've hope, of course. Uh, you take a stamina damage, mm-hmm. and I succeed with an eight. You could take a scar. So this is what would happen if you decide to take a scar. Mm-hmm. You gain plus two grit. Okay. You're, you can choose to turn a, one of your dice into a ten, mm-hmm. which uh, in this case would mean you just complete you bring up your completion try by one. Mm-hmm. But the downside. Mm-hmm. is that whatever skill you use would go down by one. So you would succeed in a role and help uh, help your team, and basically that would bring you to halfway to completing the scene, to winning the game, essentially. But one of your that skill you use would go down by one because of the scar. So I'd be rolling one die for the rest of the game? Yeah, but you're getting closer to winning. Nope, nope. That's, that is not, and you gain that does plus, not sound worth it. And you gain plus two grit to use in future rolls. <sighs> it's the last job, David. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? That's the point right, of the game, I'll man. That's the point of the game. I'll take a scar. All right, Dante, give him a scar story. As you see your friend, your friend getting shot. Again. Again. <laughs> uh, you know, seeing him shot, seeing, seeing the blood spray, you know, it, it brings back warm memories. <laughs> it brings back you know, the memories of the good old times, because let's, let's face it, it's not the first time Obadiah's gotten shot. Might be the last time. Every time might be the last time. But, it, it, you know, it, he's seen it happen before so many times, and it's not. It, it, it never seems to stay. It reminds him of that one time. Uh, you know, it, it happened to be that, that same shoulder. Because the thing is, you know, that shoulder, that's that's the left shoulder, right? That's, that's the one that's near the heart. So if you're aiming for the heart, you hit the shoulder. You might think you hit the heart in the heat of battle, so you might think you shot a guy and he's down because you shot him in the heart, which is sure as hell what it looked like. Uh, you know, the, those uh, all those years ago when one of them got Obadiah, blood spurts out all over his chest, right over where we'd expect the heart to be. He falls down. The other guy comes out all cocky. He thought he'd taken down good old Obadiah Stone. And as he's ambling up to old Obadiah laying down on the floor, bleeding out like a stuck pig. Obadiah just cracks open an eye and, uh, goddamn if he ain't dead yet. And with the guy looming over you, I'm assuming you pull out your gun and... Um, so, sorry, is this modern day or is this still oh, so back was this in... modern day or is... Yeah, yeah. Okay, just say so No, know. I'm saying that's the, that's the end of the anecdote, you know. And the, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember the motherfucker ain't dead yet. Okay. We leave it off of there. We don't... Good filmmaker. You don't need to sh- show the rest of the thing. Actually, show him shooting and the whole thing. It's implied. Okay, yeah. You know what? We we've got to cut this down to to 120 <laughs> minutes or less. The studio will not pay. For and actually, more. what I'm going to say is like as you're describing, Sepia Tone describing the scene of the past, and it shifts, and that exact same scene is happening in the car as a guy arrogantly believes he killed this fool who shot. Exactly. They filmed the scene once and then you shot it and then just added the sepia filter. At the <laughs> Looks like it's a memory. Turns out, no, no, he's remembering this. Exact same moment. You, he's been he's been kicked in the head by horses yep. a lot. Yep. <laughs> and you see, and you see the guy arrogantly getting ready to shoot uh, shoot you down, and then you crack open your eye, pull up your gun, up a die, and shoot him in the foot. Yep. Ah! And he, yeah. he stumbles back. 
Yeah, no grandiose, like, draw on his chest. I just, like, move my arm a little and boom! Yep, and he's like, and he just stumbles back and, he, and Slumashuck, he drops his gun. And you see the two other guys looking at it and just rush to the back. And you see him headed through the door. And you see the guy in front just yelling, screaming at his foot. He goes, he does the full uh, family, uh, family guy. Yeah. <sighs> 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 Uh, all right, so I'm going to say that that was my quick stat. So my yep. quick stat is now down, down to by one. one. So you're there alone. Uh, basically, the two guys the two guys ran, and you see the guy in the foot just concentrating your foot like an idiot because apparently he can't take pain, no matter how tough he looks. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm assuming that that's basically the threat for, for, for right this now, yes. scene. For now, for the yes, moment. Yes, for the moment. All right, yeah. So uh, well, just, Dante, to warn you, uh, just to warn you, you're mm-hmm. a five. Next time you st- – actually – Dante, you still haven't gone yet. It's still still technically yep. in that turn. So when you go, you're still going to be at five, facing off against five. So never mind that. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, though, no, but if the, if the threat is done for this scene, so now we're, we're, we're trying scene, to take the our The scene next is steps, this yeah. entire action scene. You going through the yeah, train. Yeah, yeah uh, okay. okay. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. So basically, for the rest of the game, effectively, I will be I will be rolling at one more dive. Exactly. Moment. Yes. Yeah, then Dave. Okay. Right. Uh, so uh, in that case, um, let's. Uh, yeah, Dante is going to. Uh, you know, simply. I'm, I'm not really going for a roll at this mm. moment. I'm just establishing. Yeah. You know, Dante is going over to the. Uh, you know, to the down guy. Uh, to the guy who, who you know who got uh, shot in the foot, and just basically kicks him in the chest, pins him down on ah. the floor, and then with his. Uh, you know, with his free hand. Uh, you know, helps Obadiah back to his feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, goes, uh, you okay there, bud? <laughs> yeah, just my pride is wounded. And my clavicle. <laughs> uh, yeah, ain't never had much use for either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've established this car is ours. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And everything in it. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that my associate was saying, this is a what, again? This is a stick-up. This is a stick-up. <laughs> and we robbed I do people. declare, I do declare, this is, this is a travesty, says one uh, older frumpy woman. This is a travesty. These, these are good God-fearing men and women of the upper crust. We are the leaders of this Great nation, and you dare, you ruffians! You dare come ma'am. to, ma'am? Yes, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Yes. I believe you mentioned you were God fearing. Now I got a question for you. Cox's gun points it right at her. Are you a gun fearing woman? Praise the gun! Mm-hmm. Praise the gun! Ha ha, gun! I thought so. I thought so. Hand over them pearls. <laughs> Everyone, I knew it. I knew we both assumed she was wearing a pearl necklace. Oh, yes. Just that's thick course. pearl necklace. Yeah. She just sadly takes them off and hands it to you. <laughs> and everyone, and you start robbing the train. Yep. Yeah. So we, we may or may not complete the mission, but we officially got him paid. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. And with that, with that out of the way, now... <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, no, we t- we take a moment. Uh, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of time because you know I'm assuming the rest of the train is now aware mm-hmm. uh, that we are here. Ah, um, stealth missions in effect, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we do we do at least uh, you know try and tie everybody up or at least leave them all in one corner. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, where they can <laughs> just cut to just the back of the caboose. Cluck to themselves. Door swings open, and we're just yeeting people out <laughs> yep. over and over. <laughs> And I'm and going this is, to say this, so this goes down in history as that time that mm-hmm. a, a large amount of the U.S. government got just dis- just disappeared <laughs> on a train ride. 
<laughs> yep. And as yeah, the leaders of the country, mm-hmm. we know. <laughs> We've seen your work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And actually, You've as you're there work. near the end, where you're fi- finished putting people in the corner, they're they're of course politely following the orders because you have a gun. Mm-hmm. From the other car, you hear a strange sound, like something turning faster and faster and faster. Hmm. Hey, uh, hey, Dante. That's a worrisome sound. What's yep. what's not a goose and what's not a gander? I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a duck. duck. <laughs> <laughs> and you see a tide of shots going from the the car in front of you towards towards you guys, and just it seems to be spraying wildly, hitting a few of the people. Well, um, you're assuming they were politicians. You didn't really care. You're not into politics, but uh. A one or two maybe got shredded. I'm sure you didn't vote for him. And and vote. basically into the back of the car. What do you guys <laughs> <Don't> do? <vote. laughs> All right. Yeah. So we are on the floor <laughs> as bullets are uh, uh, flying above us. Yep. Uh, well, I suppose uh, it's time we go in and met the rest of the crew, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Dante. Yep. I got one of the good ideas that I'm prone to. Yeah, I've been doing great with them so far. Bring it on. He says as he's already kind of like, you know, doing that, that that crawl across the floor towards the door. Well, it, it looks like it can shoot very fine left to right. Not so sure it can shoot up. And I'm going to crawl out the window and try to scale the train. Dante, do you follow? Um, what are you doing? Hmm. What are you doing? No, okay. no, I'm going to... Uh, so, so this will be... I think this is going to be a danger pool reduction thing. I, I hold off okay. because I'm going to try and basically get their attention to give Obadiah time to do his, you know, Spider-Man crawl up on the train Ooh. thing. How you keep so? High- therefore, therefore lowering his danger pool that he's going to roll oh, against. Oh, I like that. But how are you going to do that? So, um, <laughs> there's, you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure at one point there's, you know, there's a, there's a pause in the shooting uh, just for a moment to say they check to see if they got us or not. And uh, and Obadiah, uh, you know, waits for that and uh, and lifts up a. Uh, I'm sure there were decorations on the tables. This was a fancy thing, so you know he's found a, a decoration. He's draped a you know, a napkin over it, and he's just lifting it up to the you know the sight line of where you know the the, the, the bullet holes show into the room. Uh, and as as it goes up, and you know the camera kind of sees the you know, the, the the round. Uh, white uh, napkin head it shows that during the shooting he took time to kind of just paint a little face on the thing with, <laughs> with some ketchup uh, that had fallen from we assume it's ketchup could be blood people have been shot either way it's convenient and nearby uh, and so he has painted a, a, a very crude visage onto this thing as it, as it rises up and uh, and he says in a, in a mocking voice as he kind of bobs it from side to side Missed me, missed me, missed me. <laughs> this would be a mean roll. Um, so I've got an idea for equipment if you fail this, so you can re-roll at a plus one. Day. All right. Uh, so I'm rolling my three dice. That is um, eight, uh, seven, and two. Let's see what you get. You got an eight... I got two nines. Hmm, that's un- un- unfortunate. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got an anecdote I can tell about equipment. And just so All you right. know, though, you're facing off against two nines. And yeah. so he would re-roll everything and an additional die. Yes. yes so there's a chance. But in order to succeed, in order to bring down the danger pool, he would have to roll tens. Yeah. Okay. How much grit do you have, Dan? I had two. I spent one, but I got one back because of the anecdote I told you. Oh, right. right. Yes, you do. You did get one back. So, so I've got two grit, yeah. Dave. Okay. Well. Your yeah, choice. How lucky do you feel? Well, let's hold on to it then. Um, and wait till it's a lower. Oh, God. That's tough, though, because he's always rolling like five or more dice. Mm-hmm. So. so the last job is not going to be easy, my friends. Yeah, let's go for it. I think I'm going to tell an equipment story for you, and then you spend a grit, and we try to beat their, their nines. Because otherwise, I'm going into my conflict with seven against yeah. seven dice. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, exactly. That, that's that's why I was rolling to hold off because you're 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 about to try and do you know whatever your exactly. plan is, so and it's not going to work. So we might as yeah. well have one successful thing go on. Right, right, right. Dante is uh, you know waving around the makeshift marionette that he made. Going, miss me, miss me, la 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 la. And then at sepia tone, the camera dives down into the ground and rotates back up. And it shows Obadiah packing their satchels for the for the for the the job. And he's laying out the pistols, there's some knives, and then it pans over slowly and it shows rope, a stick of dynamite for each of them. And then women's clothes that he carefully packs into each one of their bags. And uh, he hears a knock on the door and he turns around and says, yeah, yeah, almost finished, almost finished. Just trying to uh, plan for any, uh, you know, strenuous circumstance. And then the camera flips back under from sepia tone to modern day and... Dante has used some of those women's clothes to really dress this doll up. Like, it's not just a taunting paper mache doll. It's got, it looks like it is a pre-planned taunting that really gets under the skin of the, of, uh, the, the, of the guards whatsoever. It's not just thrown together. There's craft put into it. All right. Yeah, so the equipment roll. Rerolling. I did mention that I was packing that last game for some insane reason. Yes, you did. So let's hope for some tens. At least one. And are you going to spend a grit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'll I'll allow you to spend the grit. Yeah, 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 exactly. I haven't even looked at the results yet. Yeah, so I roll those. I'm rolling two more, and I'll roll one more because I'm out of dice. Wait. Yeah, so so, I'm adding three more in addition for the grit. So uh, that is a... so far, not great. Mm-hmm. Got a nine, and everything else is a six or below. Okay, so uh, but I okay. have one more die to roll. Give me a I second. Will s- well, I will say you, ro- you got a nine. Ah, that's a ten. Okay, the final the final die came out of ten. Okay, never mind. Yep. So you got w- at least one success. Yes. So that brings the danger d- pool down to four, but now start of the round, it brings it up to six. Six. Yep. Dante, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Obadiah, you're up to six. What are you doing? As you're you're on top of the car. Around the spot where you think the the Gatling gun is. I am going to try to 
use my belt to holster myself onto the roof of the train using some like hook or what a piece of metal that's sticking off or you know one of the one of the things that you would hold on to if you were servicing the train in a train yard and then lower myself down to one of the blackened windows and try to guess by where the gunshots are coming from where the gun is and i'm gonna fire through it twice all right i'm assuming you can use a grit uh yes i'm going to use grit Okay. Tell me what your highest die is. Okie dokie. That is a eight. I also got an eight. Okay. I also had a one, two, three, two, three. Okay. So, but I got eight, so it's a draw. Draw. If you and the gym both have the same highest dice, you and your position are evenly matched, at least for now. You can either A. Oh, shit. Okay. You can do something stupid which will set the GM's highest dice to one and add a dice to the danger pool. Mm-hmm. That would bring my dot eight to a one. Mm-hmm. What is your dice again? Uh, seven, five, eight, one. Oh, I rolled a one, shoot. You did roll so, a one, so mm-hmm. that increases it by two, but seven, five, and eight? Mm-hmm. Well, shit. If you do that, my eight turns into a one. Mm-hmm. My other dice was a one, two, three, two, three. Mm-hmm. You only need three more for the completion track. You would win the scene. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Let's do that. Yeah, then we can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Describe the scene as you basically kill this guy. I know exactly what I'm going to do that's very okay. fucking stupid. Okay. I know precisely what I'm going to do. And that is, um, he digs into his satchel that's still hung around his shoulder, hanging off from the side of the, of the rail car, the, uh, the landscape of the Wild West whizzing by him at breakneck speed. Any moment, if he slips his grasp or if there's an errant tree branch that comes out, could spell absolute doom for Obadiah Stone. And he digs into his satchel and pulls out women's garments and then wonders what his plan was for that and throws them into the air. And then digging into his satchel, uh, it cuts, um, the camera digs or sweeps underneath the train, popping back up into sepia tone, Obadiah Stone in front of the bed of the flophouse, packing his and Dante's gear. And he's still turning back and saying, I'll be there in one minute. Just trying to prepare for any sort of extenuating circumstances. And he turns back, and without thinking, he accidentally packs both dynamites into his bag uh, and then zips them both up. And it, the camera flips down, back around into modern day, and Obadiah, thinking he's going to pull out one d- dynamite stick, pulls out two, and without thinking about it, lights it. Or no, he pulls out one dynamite stick, lights it and then notices it's tied to another dynamite stick and says, oh shit, and throws them both into the into the window and then tries to crawl out, but not before the blast launches him into the air. But he holds on to the uh, he holds on to the belt that he is grasping that's attached to the top of the train. So he kind of like rockets around like a ball and cup game and then just slaps onto the top of the of the locomotive back first. <laughs> yep. So Dante, you saw all of that. 
and in front of you is just a mess of uh the the walls of the cart are aren't the the roof hasn't fallen in but the walls of the cart are just em mostly empty space uh, there's a mess of burnt cinders burnt metal burnt flesh and if you see that but somehow and the door in front of you to to the final uh, ahead of you as far as you can tell seems to be blasted open and the car ahead is seems empty uh yeah, so so the uh, the, the, the the puppet, uh, you know, the, the the makeshift puppet, uh, just kind of uh, leans down to the side. Then Masif, it's looking down, Dante. Well, I never. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, Dante, you know, tosses it aside. You know, he gets up. Well, like, well, hell, that's uh, that worked. Obadiah, you okay out there? I'm fine. You take point on this one. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Dante's just gonna go ahead and uh, kick his way uh, down the the car, enjoying the, the fresh air. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> flowing everywhere. And you guys, I'm assuming, go to the next car. Yeah. And you and you go into the next car expecting another fight, but there is silence. And a quick glance around shows you that there's two people, or what was left of people, two dead. You assume henchmen of Red Jack, bullets in them. Mm. Not you have a feeling not ones you caused. Uh yeah, so uh you know, Dante kinda looks, hmm, lightly kicks one of them, just makes sure that they're both actually dead and not uh not pulling an Obadiah. I hold triangle uh, to go through their stuff and collect <laughs> like a five dollar watch and a cigar. Exactly. And uh, the, the for whatever reason, five cents that you know that keeps uh, <laughs> it keeps giving me currency. There's nothing to buy in this game. I don't know what it's for. Um <laughs> and uh yeah. So 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 besides the empty train car and the the two victims, was there are there like any more doors? There's doors equipment? up ahead no, to no. the as from, from which yeah from which what you counted there should be uh, four more cars than the main engine. All right, almost there. Yep. Yep. Uh, looks like we we got him on the run now. Yep. And uh, yeah, Dante just keeps uh, kicking doors open until either something kicks back or shoots back. You kick through the next door, more dead men. Mm -hmm. All of them shot. Next door, more dead no, men. All of them good shot. Shots. We're good shots, but I don't. I don't think we yeah, did. Yeah, no, this. No, this wasn't us. A few of them have a look of surprise on their faces. I mean, if I if I know how my story goes, most days I'm I'm gonna say this was probably Red Jack. It's his style, and by his style I mean this guy was shot in the back of the head. It's kind of wild, though, isn't this his train? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe he decided he didn't want to share a cut of whatever he's selling with uh, with all these mooks. He's hijacking his own train while we're hijacking his train. Now tell me that don't sound like Red Jack. Crazy son of a bitch. I like it. All right. Next car, more dead bodies. F uh, final car before the main engine. F what? Uh, there is no bodies. You do see what looks like a, a box. Uh... Fairly large, uh, about uh, half your size up, uh, about, you think, maybe five or six wide. Five or six feet wide. Uh, seems to be open and seems to be full of what looks like hay, and something was inside of it. And looks like it made off what we were going to get. And you see the door in front of you, to the to open up to the wide open space and the engine. Oh, this All is right. a bad idea. Mm -hmm. a bad I'll take point. Idea. 
And uh, yeah, uh, Dante kicks open that door and immediately like <laughs> flips yeah. over. You're like kicks open, goes hides uh, <laughs> yeah. around the side just in and case. And as soon as uh, the door opens, you hear, "Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling, Clementines, heaven help me, oh my darling, maybe I'll see you on the other side." And her name was Clementine. Mm -hmm. And we can, in fact, help him see her on the (laughs) other side. So, works out for everybody. You think he remembers us? You know, I'm going to say probably so. Jack! Obadiah, it's been so long. Not long enough. Well, are you going to hide inside all day, my old friends? Or are you going to come out and see me? Ah, shit, why not? And Obadiah Stone comes out with <coughs> a gun in his hand. And you and you see a bunch of bullets headed your direction. I ducked down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as a quick uh, glance... You see Red Jack, shortish man, Caucasian, with a thick red beard and a, and a huge cowboy hat. Obadiah was good at running away from the problems you cause. And you see the gun in his hand. And you see it is a strange contraption. Very large, very bulky, with all these pipe works and all these strange devices on it. Uh, for, if, for the movie watchers... You're seeing what looks like a very large, bulky, steampunk version of a Tommy gun. Hey, I like it. I knew. You think I wanted this fucking gun? Nah, I knew you'd want it. It's all you care about, not the people with you. No, all you care about is the stuff. You ran away. You didn't even go to her funeral. To be fair, the the law was looking for us at the time, what so kind of made it difficult. Excuse. She was my everything. He didn't have the respect to be there for her final moments. Funny words coming from a man who would put his everything in harm's way. She knew the risk, <coughs> and if you guys hadn't fucked it up, she'd still be here. How is it that she knew the risks, but it's still our fault? Besides, you wanted to honor her memory. It's a funny way of doing it. Staying with the job. Could have turned yourself into something, Jack. Turn myself in. Turn yourself into something. I'm not stupid. None of us are turning ourselves in. You could have been a farmer, a coach hand, or a performer like this, idiot. Oh, Red Jack the farmer tilling a field? Do you think that's a life for me? Do you think that's a life she would have wanted for us? Why picket fence? 2.5. Kids, that would have been nice, actually. That's a weird number, Jack, but yeah, sure, yeah, shit. Well, I mean, what are you going to do with the half, kid? I don't know, I don't know, I mean, I don't Like, know. which half, even? Just the left half, right half? I don't half? know what people say, I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of centaur child? That's horrifying, <laughs> now that I think about it. Listen, all I'm saying... 2.5 kids and, like, 1.5 horses... I'm going to have some questions. <laughs> really? I think you just solved your own problem right there, if I'm being honest. I mean, the math, math adds up. If you think about it. 
The point is, what we're trying to say is, I turn towards the camera, Jack Stein bourbon. <laughs> Jack Stein bourbon's one of the only bourbons made here in the West that has the smooth, refined flavor of the untamed country, but also the brisk butt that fights you on the way down. Bunch of, of bullets. People. We're not here for ah! a commercial. <laughs> Listen, Jack. If I'm being real honest with you, we don't want this to go down with any of us, Dine. That includes you. Clementine, well, what happened with her was a tragedy. But, like you said, she knew the risks. We all did. We just never thought it would turn out like this. But, that was the risk. Right? I just didn't want to see her go like that. It was supposed to be the last job. We're supposed to be big and we were supposed to head off into the sunset. And now what do I got, hmm? Just Red Jack. All I am now. Do you think Red Jack gets to grow old alone? No. Go out in a shootout with some of the law? I don't care about that. I just wanted to be with her. But you know what's a good way to end it? Taking down those fools who let her die. No, not the two old fools. The three old fools let her die. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And as you took a quick glance around, you see the weird gun. And you can't help but see a large stack of dynamite near the engine. Oh, oh my sh- darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Clementine. (laughs) Right. I believe it's time to run. We did our best. Mm -hmm. Best efforts. Yes. Through it. And we run. Yeah. Um, We run to the next um, car. Mm -hmm. And then... When we get, you know, the like the divider that goes outside and then inside, I, uh, Obadiah stops, and he stops, and uh, his 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 clothes are all disheveled and his duster coat is open, and something catches gl- a glimmer in the sunlight that blindingly that is blindingly bright for one second, and it's an old sheriff's badge. Obadiah Stone's old sheriff's badge that he still keeps with him. And he stops. Dante, we can't let those people die. Dante, help me lift up this pinch. Oh, hell. And, uh, yeah, Dante does exactly that. And we're going to try to separate the, the front locomotive from the rest of the and you guys the train. do it. It takes a lot of effort trying to pull it up, especially when it, mm-hmm. with it's moving. Well, yeah. because it, it, you have one of those injuries where, like, it, it, like the, the metal piece is like go against the middle bit of your fingers, the middle of your oh, fingers, that fleshy part, and it's, it's really ugh. nasty. It's blood yeah. everywhere, but you're able to eventually. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> like he threw that one in. Yeah, there. yeah. blood everywhere. All right, but eventually you're able to pull out that that large nail, and basically the two cars start to separate, and you start here. No. No! No! And you start you start hearing him rushing through the car towards you. Gun aim aimed in your direction. No! 
Dan, Dan, if you want anything to go to go down here, uh, I mean, uh, I, I was just gonna say, you know, as soon as he starts coming over, uh, you know, uh, Dante's gonna start taking pot shots yep. at, at him, slow him down. Yep. And like a madman, you start. He, you do slow down, but you don't stop him. And he's taking shots. He's trying to shoot, and he's blasting. But the shots you're you're putting into him uh, takes off his aim. And for a split second, you think he's this madman who survives like eight shots in his chest is about to aim his gun towards the both of you. You stare in shock, and then there's an explosion, and there's a scene where the engine blows, and the fire goes through the car towards him. The, his back half is scorched, and you don't see his body. as as basic his body is encased in flame. And this burning car continues going forward because of the momentum. Yeah. And that is the end of Red Jack. Farewell. And Dante and Obadiah stand up and look out the open, now blasted open door facing front towards where the where the engine used to be. Shock on Obadiah's face. Dante just looking at him. You know, I still only brought the two horses. Like they'll they'll find us, but all those people back there. I mean, they're alive. Can, can we kind of call it even there? Oh, yeah, we're not angels. Damn. Oh, God, yeah. All right. <sighs> anyway, I suppose uh, it kind of holds up the uh, jingling sack of loot uh, <laughs> that they got. I mean, Elisa Wilson, a complete farewell. I like to think Red Jack would want us to have this stuff. Yeah, but problem is El Torito would probably like us to come back with the thing he wanted us to come back with. Right, right now, but here's 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 what I say though. Mm-hmm. Kind of jingles the uh, the sack of loot again. We 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 don't have to go back. You want to go on the run from El Torito? I mean, jingle sack again. I don't know. You think he's ever been down to Mexico? I don't even think he speaks Mexican. Well then. I'm happy to make this that one last job after all. All right. Oh. Shit. Well, I mean, this is our southbound train as it is. We're probably way closer. Exactly. Exactly. It just makes sense at this point. All right. On the the run from one uh, group to another, I suppose. I mean... If you're running, you're alive. <laughs> if you're running, you're alive. All right, let's run. And with that, uh, you know, the, you, you can see the uh, the horses that, you know, they, they took off for a while. They kind of you know, took a long way around, but eventually they always find their way back home. So that with that, final scenes. Camera opens up on nighttime. Brush-filled, dry land. Uh, words come over the screen that say somewhere in Mexico. And there's a picket fence that surrounds a small, a modest size home that's still just rife with brush and it's untended to. And there's a small porch uh, wrapping around the, the house with a lonely kerosene lamp hanging from the top there. And there's no lights on inside. And 
you hear the cocking of a pistol. And then it's Obadiah Stone, older, you know, maybe like six months later, without having shaved or cut his hair or anything. He looks haggard. He's wearing a he's wearing a, a poncho and uh tall boots and uh worn out jeans, and he's holding a pistol uh towards the camera and says, Don't you move there. I bought this place fair and square. Now People told me I wasn't going to get a white picket fence. But I want my white picket fence. I got my white picket fence. You will not take away this white picket fence. Do you understand me? And then it cuts to a dog, his legs still lifted on this like small white picket fence. And it just puts down its leg and then trots off. Cuts back to Obadiah. Yeah, still got it. And he tries to flip the gun and it drops in front of him. Shit! <laughs> uh, for Dante, uh, you know, it's it's about the same time frame. You know, for you, several months later, you know, somewhere in Mexico. Uh, somewhere else in Mexico. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Dante and Obadiah were, were very clear that, you know, that they'd be, they'd be uh, harder to find if they were, uh, if, if they couldn't even find each other. Um, so, uh, you know, this is a, more of a... Uh, more active town, one of the bigger cities, because Dante still can't completely stay away from the spotlight, even if he's meant to be in hiding. But he's found a roundabout way, it appears, to to at least you know still stay in show business and still you know keep keep the old blood flowing, even if he can't quite show his face. And it shows a you know a bunch of kids standing around a a a small stand where effectively a puppet show has been set up, and Dante is behind the uh behind the the, the little stage uh, holding up several puppets one of them wearing a, a familiar set of clothing um and uh and he's just uh going but what i really want to know is if i only have 1.5 horses and 2.5 kids where would the other one come from and then a a a puppet of a a you know a very a very uh, shabbily made centaur comes in from the from the side like did somebody say 1.5? And anyway, it's it, he's he's still trying to milk that joke for all <laughs> kids don't care because he's doing it in English. Um, so so the kids don't know what's happening. They just see funny puppets and they're loving it. It's amazing. That is great. And that's it. For yep. Then with yeah, that, so, listeners. Well, uh, what's a question we, for the audience? Well, um. Oh gosh. It has to be about something about the train, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Which future president was on the train? <laughs> ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that one. Yep. All right. Which future Which future president in that era was on the train? I mean, there yep. could only be a couple, right? No, only a couple, yeah. Unless, unless you're implying time-traveling presidents. Which, you know. Yeah. In this game, you don't know. There's a steampunk uh, uh, Tommy gun. You don't know. You know what's, you don't know what's possible. Mm-hmm. True. Steampunk. Tom- I'm still trying to come up with a funny name for a steampunk Tommy gun, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. All I, all I can think of is a Tommy gun that looks like a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. With that, then, listeners, we are out. 
Hey guys, this is Dan, the aka the bad boy of Fandible. I'm here to uh, ask you guys for money, basically. We're, we're here uh, because we're doing this out of love. We're doing this. We've got shows. If you liked what you just heard, we probably have more just like it. If you didn't like what you just heard, we have way more that's not like it. We have so much stuff, and we've given it all out to you because we love you. We love you. We do it out of love. But guess what? Love don't pay the bills. If you go to patreon.com slash fandible, and you donate a little sum-sum for us, we might just have a little sum-sum for you. If you can't, that's fine, because, did I mention, we love you. And you can go to Twitter, find Fandible there. You can go to Facebook, search for Fandible there. Listen, just search for Fandible. Whatever pops up, it's probably ours, and you should probably subscribe, like, link, share, etc. Do it, because we love you.